What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor. Yeah. And I mean, well, I guess we are back. Yeah, back yeah. in black. Yeah, back in black. I don't know whether yeah. it was clear enough on the last episode to for people to get wind that we were going to take a short little break. We posted on Reddit and on Instagram. Mm. But yeah, yeah like uh, we took a short break because partly because I got COVID last week. But yeah. what about you, Terrence? I went on my, on a, my first vacation since COVID, man. And since having a kid and everything. Mm. The, the, the trial of uh, traveling as a family for the first time. Yeah. And really probably freaking... the next time you travel will be uh, after, in the... Yeah, after <laughs> after the, the second kid comes in. But yeah. I mean, uh, it was just uh, it was just interesting to reconnect with all the processes of travel again, like, you know? The, the you know, the, the customs and, and and flights and and everything. Are you saying and that ironically uh, or...? No, no, no. I, I mean in the, in the sense of like, I, I've missed it, like, you know? The... the, the idea of getting on a plane and, and like traveling to a different country and then changing currencies and, and all that kind of stuff and it's all it's all part of the process like, right and at the airport was it you know like last time when you go to the airport there's a bus you can walk around the shops you know was it open like a lot of it open yeah yeah a lot of it was bustling when the airports oh really uh, yeah. so yeah I mean the, the only challenge this time was that yeah like, traveling with a kid a toddler specifically is uh, mm. is a challenge because uh, you you know you're trying to keep him uh awake and alive most of the time. Mm. Uh, but yeah, but but other than that, it was, was pretty rejuvenating, man. Oh, Just seeing I think, the world back on its feet, uh. yeah. And I think your voice sounds better than it has been since fucking don't know when, yeah. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. In fact, yeah, I think people pointed out our voices were like it's yeah. like we were putting put through auto tune machines and that uh, as yeah, we were speaking correct. to Rishi. Yeah, yeah uh, the last episode. But both of us were yeah. I didn't realize how bad it was until I heard the whole thing back like. and I, I remember my nose was like just like blocked by the end of the that podcast and I, I, I really sounded like a balloon just letting out air yeah my nose also was feeling weird I had a headache I think Rishi was the only one who was kind of at, at yeah. capac- full capacity like, full capacity that's what you get with a six pack man you get a six pack you, you never fall sick and all that like. that's why you gotta everyone has to strive oh, for it but, you but what, are you like. yeah, does that mean that you are negative now officially yeah, yeah, yeah I was officially negative on Sunday which is day... Day... Set. No, I was negative. Yeah, Sunday, day 8. Day 8. Day 8. Oh, wow. Yeah, Shit, that was pretty eight. long, man. Yeah, man. It hit me harder than I thought it would, man. I was yeah, very proud yeah. of my immune system uh, so far. But holy shit, the first few days, I was destroyed. Yeah, you got the Biden, the Biden, the Biden bug. Hey, Biden got again, no? Yeah, he got it twice, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, how, that's how bad, that's how strong the Biden bug is. The Better Biden careful, bug, man. the Biden Halima bug, uh. Yeah, yeah. Now, Halima, I think, is really a previous. So that's the one that I got, I think, a month ago. Oh, the Biden one. closer to the, the Biden, Biden one, yeah. <laughs> the resurgence. Yeah. The resurgence. But yeah, we are back this week mm. on track for three episodes. At the end of the week, uh, we are going to... Can we reveal who we're going to have? I think let's do that at the end of the week, closer to... Yeah, because who week, knows yeah. what happens. But we're going to have a very interesting guest on Friday. Mm, and it's going to be yeah. fucking great. Yeah, fucking great. But, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's why yeah, like, it's important for us to jump back into... Mm. Regular programming to talk about what's what's, what's happening in the world, not yeah. right. Uh, but before be- that, of course, yeah. uh, we do want to put out a plug out there, which is uh, just to get back on Reddit, man. I know the past few past week has been 
more quiet than usual because we haven't put out that many episodes. And shout mm. out to all the people who responded on the poll that I posted about whether you guys want to hear us uh, re-upload older episodes, which is something that uh, we've seen other podcasts do. We weren't mm. sure. We put out a poll and yeah, generally people I think were like, uh, nah, nah, just, just uh, if they want old episodes, they'll just go like, go, go back lah. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so, I think it's interesting. That's so that's where feedback's important and going yeah, on the man. subreddit is 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 important uh, to help us yeah. know what you guys want. Yeah, but cool. All right, are we ready to jump into the first fucking topic, man? Yeah, and uh, this one is uh, it's in the realm of entertainment news lah. But it, I think it concerns a bigger, a bigger question, uh, philosophical question about life lah, right? Uh I guess so lah. I guess so. Yeah, uh, and then someone's everyone's. Former best friend. Former uh, best can, friend. Uh. Yeah, can you talk uh, a little bit about what this... According to him, could still be future best friend. Like, <laughs> still be future best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, it is the news around the latest YouTube video dropped by none other than Will Smith, who has 9.87 million YouTube subscribers. No? Mm. Um, I know when he first started going big on YouTube, people were saying, oh, he's just another one of those celebrities who has come on board this platform that is meant for... You know, creators who are not part of the system. But to his credit, he actually did a decent job putting out content that was quite YouTube, YouTube friendly, lah, like in uh, uh, a bit more true to uh, the essence of YouTube than maybe the late shows and all. But yeah, he mm. put out a five minute plus video apologizing uh, to Chris Rock and talking about that whole incident lah, which the world saw a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, his, his I mean, we have some thoughts about the video. The internet has a lot of thoughts about the video. But, uh, mm. I mean, it's five minutes plus. You can just go to his YouTube channel or click at the link, click on the link in the show notes. But yeah, that's mm. what we're going to talk about, man. Yeah, but uh, Chris Rock also had a response after that as well, right? Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, like, I don't know whether it was a direct response to to uh, Will Smith's video. Because Will Smith's video did say that he had reached out to Chris Rock, but Chris Rock wasn't ready to speak to yeah. him. Yeah. Correct, correct, uh, correct. But Chris Rock apparently uh, has already, you know, is still uh, going around on the stand-up circuit yeah. uh, talking about the whole incident. And he actually said that, uh, he actually said that what, um, anyone who says that words hurt hasn't been punched in the face before. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. Uh, and, so, so and he was also saying that everybody's playing the victim these days. Yeah. You know, and they, such that the, no one actually hears the actual victim's uh, words, uh, which, I, which I assume is referring to himself and in some way is also saying that Will Smith now is kind of playing the victim uh, more than he should be like, right? Yeah. Because that, that's my assessment of what Chris Rock is saying. Like, we we can go into deeper detail about it, but Yeah. Uh yeah, but what do you think of of, of what, did you watch the Will Smith video? Yeah, I, I watched, I watched, I watched. Yeah, did you yeah, watch? yeah. Did you was, how do you feel when you heard that he dropped a YouTube video about it? Eh? I mean, I was just praying it would be, it would be, it would feel sincere because I think in this day mm. and age where every month there's someone apologizing online for some shit they did, uh, yeah. you've seen a whole spectrum of apology videos, lah. Mm. Right. But I must say that he he, uh, just watching the intro, only, I felt like wow, this guy is doing the YouTube template for <laughs> yeah, apology exactly. videos. <laughs> this is like how YouTubers make vi- apology videos. <laughs> and why the first few seconds? A- why? 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 I mean, there's still some text that comes up as a, you know, explaining what, that, oh, he's been doing a lot of thinking and self-reflection over the last few months. And then it's like, and then he, he literally walks in and sits down and you can hear, 
sighing in the background. <sighs> that yeah, kind of man, thing. Like the, the sigh. <sighs> this is so difficult for me. That kind of that kind of thing like that we've all come used we've we've gotten used to watching from YouTubers making apology videos. Uh. Yeah, the sigh, like, the sigh. I think yeah. anyone who has seen at least a couple of YouTuber apology videos, you will recognize the sigh. Mm. Like And and there must there seems to be there needs to be an act of like showing that you're making this video that 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 you're like literally walking in and just talking and rather than like following a script or something like that, like, right? Yeah, correct, correct. It, it's like the, that's the idea of like showing people adjusting the camera or like still sitting down or still, you know, like combing the hair, checking the frame or whatever. Yeah. You want to co- convey like, okay, this is not as polished, you know, because I <laughs> want it to be sincere. But yeah, hello, yeah. that one maybe 10 years ago when YouTube was first coming out, it worked. Correct. You watched this yeah. video and I... So far, I haven't seen many positive responses to it. But okay, so mm. generally, he walks in, he sits down, there's a a very audible <laughs> sigh. Mm. Which could totally have been edited out, uh, yeah. but he, it was left in. Um, yeah. And then he starts off, you know, like over um, the, la- the, the last few months, doing, been doing a lot of thinking and personal work. Uh, you've asked a lot of fair questions that I want to take some time to answer. He reached mm. out to Chris Rock. Chris Rock is not ready to speak. And then he talks about uh, his behavior, unacceptable. He apologizes to Chris Rock. He continues to apologize to Chris Rock's mother, um, to Chris Rock's family, specifically mm. Tony Rock, who is Chris Rock's dad, who mm. Will Smith had worked with, worked together before. Um, yeah. And yeah, so then after that, he kind of says that, okay, there was a lot that he needed to unpack. Uh, he wanted to make clear that there was a question from, I don't know who, about whether Jade, Jada Pinkett made him do it. He said no. Uh, it was him. He apologized to her. He apologized to his kids, to his family, to his fellow nominees. Yeah. And said that disappointing people is his central trauma and that mm, 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 um, he hates it when he lets people down. Uh, yeah. He's trying to think of himself as a human who made a mistake rather than a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, and, and then he kind of ended off by saying that, okay, you know, like, He's he's sorry to the fans, but if you mm. give him some time, um, he will. He's he's fully sure that they can be friends again, la, Meaning him <laughs> and his fans, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so, uh, yeah, yeah. What I do you also feel, to, man. So I also gotta give a shout out to to Will Smith for daring to leave the comments on on this video, so la. Mm, 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 the comments on this video, they are really. I mean, it's the it's, the video has been viewed three million times. Yeah. Um, and there are 23,000 comments as we speak. La. And yeah. some of them are really funny. Like, like, um, like you know, they, they say, oh, like a rite of passage, you're officially a YouTuber. Congrats, Will. Yeah, correct. Uh, or, you know, this apology is as moving as the movie Mobius. Truly a thing that exists. Uh, That's his then, movie, is it? No, Mobius was the really bad uh, Marvel movie starring Jared Leto. That, oh. That, you know, bombed in the box oh, office. Oh, I see, I see, I see. And, uh, you know, like, another, another funny comment was like, uh, Will could really use that rewind button right about now. And, uh, and, and, and yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of funny comments on, on YouTube. So do, there was do one also referencing out. the first line of the intro theme to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, yes, yes, is, yes, here's a story about uh, how my life got twisted upside down and I'll take yeah. a minute to sit right there the one talks about what he's wearing he's like this is a serious apology you can tell he took a whole five minutes before going to play golf because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Will Smith is decked out in like what looks like golf 
coffee gear lah, right? Yeah, and I mean it's very well edited, well well lit. The sound is uh, mm, impeccable, mm. and I yeah. guess I mean maybe it's clear like our sentiments towards it lah. But but maybe mm. be a bit more specific, Terence. What do you what do you feel lah when you watched it? Uh, I mean, I I, I kind of it's been four months already since the whole thing happened, right? And you kind of wanna either close the chapter or move on from the incident, but. Um, there seems to be no moving on from this, from this incident, and I think that's that might be why he's been, you know, he's been pressed to make this video in the sense that uh, you've been hearing a lot of rumblings that his a lot of his shows that were in development in Netflix and and all that got cancelled. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone is going near him right now for any casting, any casting possibilities really, like, right? Because mm. it's, it's 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 like his name is toxic, and not just him. I think even his wife Jada Pinkett Smith, his kids also have been affected by this whole thing. Um, yeah, just the whole Will Smith family just seems like, just seems like something's going on there, lah, right? And yeah. And so I don't think anyone dares to go near him. So definitely, there's a huge financial hit for Will Smith as well, lah. And um, the fact that you know he's aside from the the the, I think uh, the apology that was posted uh, a day or two after the Oscars. Um, yeah, we haven't heard much at all about this whole thing other than Chris Rock going on the stand-up circuit and making some jokes about it. But seems here that the, the new information we learned here is that he, Will Smith has reached out to Chris Rock, but Chris Rock isn't ready to talk about it. So mm. it seems like this is uh, this is still going to be in limbo for quite a while. Uh, and I mean, I really want, was hoping that there'd be some closure with this kind of videos as well. Maybe, I don't know, Chris Rock appearing together with him or what, but it appears like uh, it's still more damage control, uh, more from Will Smith's side than more than anything else. But um, what, what, why, yeah. why do you want to talk about it? Uh? No, because I, I just want wanted to to see like uh, gauge what the response was, other than reading the comments, uh, right? Because comments are uh, some people are just out to troll, regardless. Uh, so besides reading online commentary, like, is there a route to uh, forgiveness uh, for someone as be- who used to be as beloved as? As uh, Will Smith, Smith uh, like he said, you know, used to be everyone's. I mean, he he wants to be everyone's friend again, like right? Mm. And, and that's why he felt like back in the day, like like Fresh Prince of Bel Air and all that, like, right? Um, but it seems like nobody wants to to have him as a friend now, like, because you've seen what he does to friends. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just just not a pleasant thing. So uh, is there a route to forgiveness for this for this whole thing, like, right? Because I mean, I mean, even for 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 personally for myself also, like, right? In recent months, I've also had incidences where, where people that you you were hoping were were good friends and close friends to you, or that <laughs> disappointed you in ways that that you you ask yourself, can we all ever be the same kind of friends again? Like, right? Not gonna uh, mention names, but you know who I'm talking about, Harish, right? Yes, I do. You I know do, who I I'm do. talking about, <laughs> and and I mean, if he's, I mean, and I've been totally open about it. I've even told the person in person in his face that we had a uh, sit down, man. Yeah, we, we had, had a sit down. down. I told him, you know. I was very disappointed with what happened and, and I don't know how it's going to, you know, how we're going to patch things up or what or it's going to be like before. But yeah, this this thing happened, you know, we're in our 30s and this thing still happened and, and disappointed us as friends. And, and yeah, like, it's just something we, we, we just kind of got to try and just, we, we can't just sweep it under the carpet either, like, right? We just got to try and confront it head on. But mm. uh, it's never easy, like, it's never easy. I will admit it's not easy, even as a man in his you know, late 30s with a kid and everything and when a friend does something to you that you don't feel like, eh, 
that's not what friends do to each other, lah, right? Yeah. I remember you telling me also that you're very embarrassed that you were feeling that way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm okay to talk about it now because I have spoken to the person about it. I've reached out to the person, told yeah. him my stance about it. I'm not like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm making I, a I, YouTube I, apology video. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> making, uh, this is such a difficult a podcast. I'm like, Terrence, do you have something yeah. to say or not? Yeah, yeah. I made it a point, <sighs> you know, to talk to the person and to also talk to him when I felt like, okay, it was a good time to talk about it. Not, not when it was, you know, when I knew that he was busy with stuff and all, so like, right? Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so, I think it's interesting you bring up your personal perspective because it's something I also have been thinking about. Like because of your wedding, so, right? Because of your wedding. Uh I mean, wedding, but with like family and stuff, and just basically people who are like maybe do something that fucking annoyed you, but yeah. then at some point you're like, can you let just should I just let this go? And like mm. everybody makes mistakes as long as you guys confront it and all. But I think. Even like what you described, right? I think there are certain ways that can help make the process a little more effective. Like, like yeah, the fact mm. that you sat down with this person, I think that was good. Um, mm. And that was what I was hoping from Will Smith. Uh, like, that, let's say there are like 500 steps you need to take. Yeah. Every step you take brings you closer to that, but you need to take the proper step. Line. And this video, I think, was just fucking annoying. Really? You fucking. think that this video wasn't like yeah. one of those 500 steps? Cause no, I, I think it was a, it was an attempted step but it landed on the wrong step and maybe he mm. slipped and fell a bit, few steps back, I think. Mm. I, yeah. feel, I, I feel a bit more neutral about it. Like It's just sort of the same limbo that, that he's stuck in. La. And it just feels a bit more like when he says, oh yeah, my wife had nothing to do with it. I'm like, seriously? Your wife <laughs> yeah, had nothing to do with it? Please. <laughs> la. It was literally why... about her, right? Yeah. So, so that's why I feel it's almost a step back because if you're going to make a video uh, to, this is the first video that you're officially going to talk about it, you could have mm. done so many things better. And first of all, mm. like, you know, the fact that, I mean, viewers will always have a perspective when they see certain kind of um, characteristics of your video. Like the fact that it's so polished, yeah. the fact that it's so edited, the fact that next to you, there's a box of water that is the the brand of your son's water company. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels that like everything's very calculated and you yeah. wasted this opportunity to kind of, okay, move towards the the some sort of path to redemption. Like. That's why by the yeah. end of it, I was like, oh, Laue, this guy. I want to feel bad for him also. Like It's just weird. Like. It's, tough, like. it's tough. So you're saying that he's been kind of inauthentic. Like. In this video, I think it's it's fucking video. inauthentic. Or even if he mm. is authentic, everything around him felt inauthentic, which to me makes the mm. video inauthentic. La. Even the, the when he came close to tears and all that as well. Yeah. I just felt like how much of that is like, you know, I mean, we know that he's a he's an Oscar winning yeah, actor that's why he's as Oscar. well. So now he got know. the chops to prove it, you know. Yeah. And then, so I was like, you know, yeah, the, Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna believe those tears, lah. Right. And then I was wondering, okay, what what did the other people uh also do right after the slap, right? And then like mm. on June second, I think Jada Pinkett um talked about it for the first time publicly on her own show, Red Table Talk, uh, which mm. is kind of like a long form, uh, interview format, which is super popular on Facebook. And if you watch the video, mm. she addresses it saying, you know, like okay, that slap, you know. What I hope for going forward is for these two intelligent men to sit down and have a talk and heal. Uh, and it's all this fucking healing bullshit, which has a time mm. and place. But I think in this case, it was almost trivializing the whole issue. And then the rest of the episode was about her explaining to uh, what alopecia is and to help the world understand. And she brought on 
people suffering from alopecia uh, or related to people suffering from alopecia one mm. of whom is a mother who lost her daughter after the daughter young daughter committed suicide because of bullying la. yeah so it just feels yeah. like wait are you is this really you trying to educate the world or trying to use this opportunity to explain mm. why you are going through such a horrible experience and why Chris Rock cannot make fun of you so when I yeah. see I'm like fuck that and then on the flip side you see an interview with Chris Rock's mom I think like mm. a few weeks after the slap and yep. she was so cool she was saying stuff like only a mom would say and basically saying that yeah like it just felt uh, horrible that there was no apology uh, she's very proud of Chris um you know like for Jada to be laughing that loudly after the slap it doesn't feel like it's she had nothing to do with it or whether she mm. wasn't happy about it lah yeah yeah I mean, and so, at the end of the day, I also, I mean, even in Will Smith's video, he talks about like, uh, uh, it's almost like he's more focused on himself and his process of healing rather than like, you know, the fact that he, I mean, the, the, the like, like he says like, you know, I, I, he doesn't want to be ashamed of, of, of what he did. I make mistakes and all that. I think a mistake, <laughs> you know, mistakes have different, different levels of severity as well, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So his mistake was, was, was like literally physically harming somebody and then, and then he's such a powerful figure and for him to have to resort to slapping somebody, mm. it just really felt like, uh, you know, that was like a, the biggest bully move that you could do in, in Hollywood, right? Yeah, um, he said yeah, something so it just, about the mistake. Yeah, yeah for, 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 to want people to sympathize with me, I think there's still like, like what you said, like still 499 other steps he needs to take before he does this kind of video, like, right? Maybe this video can be step 500 or something, like, then okay. But but to, until he actually does that 499 other steps, it's it's hard to sympathize with him, man. I think he has to take 501 more steps because <laughs> he just added two more steps that he needs to take. Because yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The point he said about the mistake, right? He said, I'm only human. I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah okay. Exactly like what you said. At no point did he kind of condemn the fact that his answer to the whole thing was to slap a grown man in front of like a billion people watching. Yeah, yeah. So it just feels like, well, Lawed, it's Will Smith. Yeah. But what do you think of uh, Chris Rock like not wanting to speak to him about it? Ah, well, that one. I mean, I can totally understand like he he, he mm. speaks he speaks to him about it when he's ready like and now he doesn't feel like he wants to speak I actually have no issue with that mm. uh, but what about you? I'm, I'm guessing it's uh, of course a cynical person in me would say he, he he wants to milk it for all his worth on his stand-up circuit because people are talking about it and mm. they're, they're very interested in what he's hearing right but but the truth is also you you, you I mean he was the victim, right? He's the yeah. real victim of the whole thing. And uh, if he doesn't feel that that uh, the apology from from Will Smith was sincere enough or anything, uh, yeah, it's his prerogative to, to feel that way and not feel like he wants to entertain Will Smith's apologies. Or he, want, he shouldn't be forced to feel like he needs to talk to Will Smith at this point. You're basically like putting a victim with the aggressor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so until the aggressor really shows that he's uh, that he's made steps to 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 uh, uh, rectify and also reflect what he's done, uh, then yeah lah, I think it it's it's in his pro it's his prerogative lah, to to choose when he wants to speak to him. But in a sense, uh, like what do you think? What 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 do you think Will Smith can do now? Like really, like like what is there 
uh, let's say like you know that Chris Rock doesn't want to talk to you. Uh, you've seen that, okay, making a video like this is seems to have backfired, if anything. Well, what can he do now to, to make things better? That will make you feel like you want to be friends with him again with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, do do what you need to do with your personal um, trauma. Just go about life and if people come to notice that you are doing these things or changing then great, but don't put on this act. La. Like, don't, don't, I don't know, you, you, he has to accept that he fucked up and people are not mm. going to like him for a while and just not force it. La. I think, I think that's one thing I've realized through personal relationships also. Like, when people do something wrong and they try and force a sped up uh, re- path to redemption, that's fucking annoying. Mm. Um, that mm. is, is fucking annoying. Of course, not to say that there shouldn't be any pressure. If someone wants to reach out, I mean, that's fair. You can still do it respectfully. But when they don't take the hint and they keep kind of pressing you, pressing you and wanting to go things go back to normal, that also is fucking annoying. La. It's mm. fucking annoying. I, I hate that. And sometimes things just, just take time. La. So you, you'd prefer that he just keep a low profile and not say any... Say I mean, if I was like his, his uh, like life coach or something... Uh, Maybe I would th- I would say I would say that like but what about you? Uh? Mm, I mean I I won't deny that yeah like let let's assume that a lot of the stuff okay now now we're just putting on our tin for our hats and assuming yeah, that a lot correct, of the stuff that's coach, in the life coach jacket life coach jacket you know a lot of people are saying literally that uh that probably there there's something going on in his his family or his marriage like, right mm. that is causing him this kind of pressure to to need to act out this act of physical violence to protect his wife's image and reputation and all that. Um, so I think that's a that's a very it's very it's a very damaging allegation, both for him and for his family, right? Mm. To 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 for, for everyone to feel like that his family there's something going on wrong with his family. And um, this single apology doesn't doesn't clear clear that allegation that much. Um yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe just, uh, just in terms of PR move, even just being seen, being more of a yeah, like you say, uh, get off that that whole like forced PR train of making apologies and videos and all that. But just be seen more as a family man, you know, literally like just spending time with your family, doing a bit more family, normal family things rather than filming. Facebook videos or YouTube videos and all these things with your family. That that doesn't count as family time, right? Mm. But but I don't know, just being seen as more of a family man, as a community man and then and doing stuff for the community, whether it's philanthropy or, or what, but without publicizing it yourself on your own YouTube channel and, and, and or Facebook videos and all. Um maybe there's some way to 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 correct this public image slightly. Mm. I, Maybe, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's difficult. It's very difficult, lah. Right? You can't. Okay, let's assume you're like you've made a very big mistake. You've been an asshole. Um, but but right now, when the more content he produces on his own channels, I feel it, it actually backfires, like for the whole family, lah. Mm, right? Mm. So if you were to back away from the content, like what else would make people feel like okay, you're you're, you're you know you're someone that is safe to hang around again, lah. You know. But but that's the thing. They're such a public family, right? Like everything mm. is out in public and that's almost their business brand. La. So to yeah. step away, yeah, there's going to be a lot of inertia, but I mean, that's just the fucking circumstance, the consequences. La. Thankfully, they don't, they're not struggling financially, la, right? I think I they am have, sure they, 
Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they got big. They got businesses backed up. They they got generational wealth, like, Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, like, what we, the work salary man would say, generational wealth. Generate like. and because Will Smith is really like one of the biggest stars ever, like, Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it just feels like. I mean, okay. So then, then do you recall any any off the top of your head, right? Anyone who did like an apology video, right, or may, managed to dig themselves out of a hole that was, um, potentially very deep, like? Uh, only one instance that I recall watching, but this was a long time ago, like, and, and it was a very d- different media landscape as well. But I remember when uh, David Letterman, he was uh, outed for, you know, uh, mm. I think sleeping with someone, a member of his staff or something, like, cheating on his wife, like, basically. Um, and he had to publicly address it on his show. Uh, you know, he, and, and he, I mean, he, did, he didn't mince words. He said that, yeah, la, He's done something, if I recall correctly, I watched it on the show as well. Like, he had done something that hurt his family and, you know, it's uh, he was, he just wanted to ask for time to, to for privacy and to heal and, and he was hoping that, and, and yeah, like, that was just a mistake he did and that was that. Like, and, and, you know, he wants, and it's something for him to address with his own wife and family and uh, he hopes to be given the privacy to, to do so. And he, but he also apologizes like, for, for whatever ruckus that, that, that whole incident caused that. Like, and somehow, I remember when I watched it, like, it was just a very, uh, yeah, I think it was around the same time when uh, Jack New, right, very many, oh, yeah. like almost a decade Jack plus ago, Jack New had his own very public incident. And it was the contrast in the way these, I mean, they're, they're very different levels of celebrities, but Jack New literally was like, Running away from the media, right? He was running from paparazzi. And the press his conference, wife, right? He he. There was a, he press, conference. a press conference. His wife. Right? He brought his wife forward. The wife cried and then collapsed during the press conference. So a lot of people, you're probably too young. If you're too young to remember that that incident, it was a huge thing in I think 2010 or something when when Jack New was caught. Um, yeah, he he had cheated on his uh, wife with a very young actress, uh, an actress who had appeared in his movies, and uh, there was a lot of salacious details about. Uh, she was much younger, like, and there were a lot of salacious details about uh, how they cheated in his car, you know, in different hotel rooms and all these things. So, and then other actresses or other personalities started to come out of the woodwork also saying that, yeah, like, they were they were approached by Jack Neal for various for various things. And they, it, was, it was just generally very creepy behavior, like, right? Um, mm. Yeah, and so so there was a lot, of, and there was a big media hoo-ha, because back in the day, uh, it was... There were press conferences and he was running from the press, hiding from the press in his home. They were hounding him outside his house. And then he had to have a press conference where his wife was brought to speak and then she begged for forgiveness and for privacy and then she collapsed. And then it was just, wow, damn drama. Like, it was damn drama back in 2010, I think. Uh, and it, yeah, that was, so that was around not too long or around the same time when, when the, that David Letterman incident happened. And just seeing the contrast in how they handled it just made me realize, yeah, maybe the... The, the way is really to address the issue head on uh, and to do what you can do, uh, which is ask for privacy, but but uh, in, a, in, in a more authentic way, uh, right, than, than what Will Smith has done here. I mean, he's definitely not, not being private about it. Like you said, they did a Facebook, they still were shooting a Facebook video about it and trying to make it like sound like, you know, the wife was the one who was bullied and everything. So for me, there was yeah. one video that I recall, which I can't seem to find anymore. But it was by the beauty vlog, uh, beauty YouTuber James Charles la. Uh, mm. There was some big drama between him and another um, friend turned enemy called Tati, and I don't, I don't honestly remember much of the 
the issue uh, and I think it got quite ugly because he lost quite a lot of followers and he posted a video, she posted a video, he posted a video, she posted a video. But I just, I recall the way he did it was, it was one long-ass video, one, mm. uh, no cuts, all the awkward pauses were left in, no, nothing fancy and, and he's a huge YouTuber and I think his his quality is damn high. Lah. But I remember watching it, I was like, okay, lah, this one feels like it's really off the cuff, it's not scripted mm. um, and it feels it feels authentic lah. I don't I don't recall the the exact um uh details of it, but I remember watching it and and slowly kind of almost understanding him. And that to me is the hallmark of a good apology video lah. Um and another shout out and I know this is gonna ruffle some feathers, but just in terms of the format um it mm. was recorded was the one that Joe Rogan did last year. Um I know the content some disagreeable, some not, but the fact that he just recorded it off his phone um, mm. without any fancy kind of shit, that's one thing, right? That even if mm. it's a calculated move, you can almost like fucking factor into your apology video. La. Just well, this was, specifically, this was apology about the, the matter of his COVID messaging. Is it? No, I think the old clips that resurfaced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He made something yeah. where he said some racial slurs, la, right? Yeah, on some on racial clips, slurs. Yeah. So yeah, you watch yeah, yeah. the clip, I'm sure you can find it, it's like nine nine minutes, I think. And he was recording it like 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 you would imagine your mom would record an Instagram video up close, like just no framing, mm. poor lighting, but it just felt like okay, la, like okay, that's that's his perspective. You can disagree with it, but at least it felt a bit more real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, I do recall that now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. But but yeah, la, I mean, it's uh I think yeah, la, it's really about feeling like that is authentic and and that mm. you're not milking it for for other reasons, right? Trying yeah. to protect your your career or anything like I that. I mean, even if our podcast, if we start editing it, like it's fucking damn polished and all, then mm. then I'm sure it would feel different, lah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll definitely feel different, eh? Yeah, yeah, it'll feel different, and sure. maybe that will suddenly we do one edited podcast and we fucking go global. And we're like, oh shit, we've been keeping <laughs> it real all this while for nothing, <laughs> for nothing. But important, important to keep it real, lah, right? Keep it real, uh, man. Even though I hate but, that phrase, but, Yeah, but sometimes when you keep it too real and keep everything too current, uh, it also pisses people off, lah. Oh, I thought you were right. gonna make like a horrible dad joke. Like, if you keep it too real, it becomes a real. Oh no, that, that's all your. That's all oh, yours. Man. All if yours. you said that, I'll, right? I'll let you. I let you have it. I let you have it. This is like your <laughs> about you to get married joke, ah. This is about to get married. <laughs> I can feel myself becoming yeah. a married man. Fuck. Yeah, your paunch is starting to show already. <laughs> no, but I was about to just say, you know, there are some businesses even in Singapore that uh, uh, in light of everything that's going on with uh, inflation and GST kicking in and everything, they're also keeping it real. Uh, mm. And the news is because a Bishan Seafood stall uh, has announced that it will start imposing service charge and GST for eating at the dining in at the at the at the Kopitiam where they're located in la. Mm. Uh, and they are located at fifteen different um fifteen branches all over yeah. Singapore as it's well. It's a chain line, so, it's a chain. Yeah, so it's not a small chain. Uh so yeah, there's a bit of a discussion about it because diners are worried that uh yeah, other businesses will start doing that too. Uh. Yeah. So so I mean like there's some chatter online and the the mm. the context is that yeah the so the brand is full, fully seafood. Um, mm. They have 15 outlets. And starting 1st August, which is today, there's going to mm. be 7% GST. 
and 0.1% service charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. As opposed to the normal 10%. Yeah. So, I mean, like when they announced that, if you read the article, in their defense, it is they are saying that because their turnover last year was 1 million, uh, they obtained approval from the authorities to charge 7% GST. Mm. But, I mean, from the, just doing research for this, I also came to understand that for F&B outlets, the whole rules around GST, you know, is also not very clear or it's not mandatory or or something something like that, right? Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so I mean, you get a, a range of, uh, what you call it, responses online. Uh, mm. But yeah, what, what were your thoughts when you first saw this? Eh? Um, I found it quite funny that she's going for, they're going for 0.1% la, mm. service charge. Uh, but like just like GST itself, uh, it, it doesn't need to be fixed at zero point one percent. Means which means it can be increased over time, like, right? Mm. Um, mm. But I think, uh, I mean, right now they're doing it as a symbolic gesture, but definitely over time it will, it can be increased. Uh, but I think what they're trying to do is to get customers over the hurdle of even thinking about uh, that that there's a service charge uh, or GST uh, when eating at the Zizha at the Zizha restaurant. Uh. But, but it's not really even a restaurant, la, right? It's a, I mean, it's one of the Zisa stores in a Kopitiam. La. And um, I mean, we were not too long ago, we were just discussing the idea of uh, how Kopitiams these days are like the battleground for for rich people to invest their money uh, into, oh, yeah, la, in yeah. terms of buying over Kopitiam. So, you know, we, we know that the, the increase in prices in Kopitiams is, uh, is almost a sure thing to happen. It's almost inevitable. And uh, but in this case, it's it's they're doing it because they're, they're doing it supposedly because of service charge and GST and all that. Um, so a lot of people are very worried because you traditionally think of the Kopitiam as a a more budget friendly place to eat where you don't have to worry about waiters and and you know air conditioning and good service and all that. But even then, now you have to pay for service charge at, at these places. Like I think that's what 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 freaks people out, lah. Um, mm. but you know it, it might be the first of of many businesses starting to do so like that's what that's what i i can imagine like like, like what like this is just the first like, this is the 0.1 percent right but after that more and more will start doing oh, it, a like. different kind of 0.1 percent yeah 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 correct correct but, but what do you but, think about 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 this i mean at first i was like okay like, like okay i mean i was i was expecting more of the oh uh the service charge to go up um mm. and the GST not be uh part of it, but I don't I don't know whether you can do that. Uh because mm. I was wondering like I mean GST, my layman brain is like, oh, government service tax. I mean, is this gonna go to the to the brand themselves or gonna be back go back to the government and whatnot? Mm. So I was just I was just uh thinking, oh, is this another way of slowly increasing prices without increasing prices? But then the more you yeah. dig up the the kind of interesting it gets like because okay, so Generally, businesses, you can run a business without being GST registered, right? Mm, mm, um, yeah. I don't think you need to have a million dollar turnover to be GST registered. You don't, right? yeah. You don't. And the, don't yeah. what, what are the implications of being G- GST registered as a company, Terrence? Uh, you have to pay GST. Yeah. yeah. So, so from what I understand, yeah, you, you charge uh, a GST on top of your services uh, mm. which ultimately goes back to the government. But for any expenses to your cost of goods or anything, you can claim back the GST mm. you pay for that. Yeah. 
that's yeah, right. which if you're not a GST registered business, you cannot do. Mm, so right. then, then when I, I was reading out about this, I mean, generally some people pointed out that uh, there might be a reason why they are charging GST and they are only charging a 0.1% service charge. And that is because mm. if they're GST registered, they can claim back GST on their cost of goods. And if you have 15 outlets, maybe mm. that might add up, you know. Mm. Um, and then, but the, the thing about the 0.1% service charge, there's a rule um, like imposed by the government saying that if you don't charge service, mm. your price you display, right, needs to include GST. Mm. But if you charge service charge, then your price doesn't need to include GST. So for mm. them, by doing the 0.1% service charge uh, declaration, mm. their prices on their stalls and all can still be reflected without GST. That means you're saying that displaying the GST yeah, correct. Is, is, is the key part here, right? They're just, they're just trying to get around they try to get around using a loophole to such that they don't have to display the GST, right? Yeah, there are some people who are hypothesizing, and if you read out on the IRAS website and all, uh, mm. yeah, it does, it does see, it does say that lah. Uh, mm. Then you're like, oh, okay, this this isn't just maybe there's more to it lah. Maybe there's more to it. Mm. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there, there really could be more to it because uh, ultimately, yeah, lah, I mean, you can charge service charge, but you could also, you know, rely on the, hopefully the customers giving tip lah if they enjoy the service and all that, right? Mm. Um, but one thing is for sure la, I mean if you if the customer sees that there's a service charge being that they're being charged a service charge uh, they're probably less inclined to give a, a tip as well la, right uh, yeah. let's say to a server so I just psychologically when when, when even for, for myself when I I see when I go overseas like like this trip when you know I go to a place that charges service charge uh, to me it's like oh, okay then I don't need to sit there and calculate a tip or anything like that hmm I yeah, see. Which is which is a psychological thing to get around that. Um, but, but how often? You know, if, after go ahead, my, go ahead. No, no, how, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, like, but I mean, that that doesn't count the fact that yeah, like, if I see that service charge only 0.1%, like, then maybe that might make people think differently. But how many people actually look at those, those numbers, like, right? Yeah. But then if you were to see a stall, given that, okay, these are stalls in a coffee shop where you have other stalls as well. Like, mm. do, you le- do you love your tzatzah that much to be okay with, hey, this stall is charging GST and a bit of service charge, but all the other stalls are not. Mm, would it, would it uh, affect your, your decision? Yeah, I think definitely it will affect my decision. Uh. Mm. Uh, I'll be probably more like, okay, the understanding what GST, being a GST business or so, I also understand, oh, that means this is a big chain, it's a big business, they don't really, you know, they're making a lot of money, they don't need, uh, they don't need my support and all that. So yeah, it will definitely affect my purchasing decision as well. But what if you really want your Hong Kong noodle or dry chili chicken? I mean, then how the, the thing is, yeah, like, it is also you can also find other alternatives, like, other places that will that have this this as well. Like, like there are a lot of other kopitiams around, especially in Bishan area also. You know. So you so, think so, you so, think so, it will impact their business, la? For sure. I mean, that's why they they're doing all these strange things, are like you said, this point one percent service charge. And, and, and try to get around it and, and such that they don't need to display the, the GST so specifically and all that, lah, right? Yeah, I guess because GST doesn't... Because there's all this nuance to it, I I would go so far as to say that I think when you hear, when people hear GST, generally like, oh, oh, I must pay government to eat my Hong Kong noodle or, or some, yeah. something like that, lah, you know? So, yeah. so don't worry, like, uh, 
I'm guessing there's a business reason, but I would be more open to them increasing their prices a bit more just by virtue of uh, the core price. Mm-hmm. That means not, not not specifically stating that it's because of GST or anything, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, of course, if they are GST registered, I think they have to display they have that to, they charge yeah. GST. But yeah. if they're not GST registered, increase the prices. That's why it feels like there's probably more to it. There's probably some reason. And maybe like what you said, maybe next month it'll be 0.2% service charge. Mm. Or maybe 0.3%, 0.4%, 0.5%. I mean, for sure, you know, GST will increase, right? We really oh yeah, know next that. year, right? 8%, yeah, right? So, them in them introducing the GST charge now, uh, kind of softens the blow like, when it increases from seven to nine like, right? It, psychologically, it softens the blow like, right? And also, People just think, oh, okay, it's a it's a it's a island wide thing. It's not it's a country wide thing. It's not just them increasing prices. And also, if they can save money from reclaiming back the GST that they are paying for goods, the GST mm. hike, this also allows them to factor that, like kind of balance that off lah. Like. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If they're going to be paying more for cons- the the goods to make their product, make their mm. service, then yeah. But oh, then I guess it's almost like the reality that okay, ultimately all these stores are also businesses, right? Mm, mm. I've been living in this bubble for too long that oh, you know, these are just like a family cooking for us at low prices. Yeah, yeah. but but these are but friends. that's the but here's the part that I like to talk about is like philosophically, like um. You know what? What the the point of a service charge, right? Mm. Like why, why is it that for when you're eating? I mean, when you eat at a kopitiam or something, the whole point is you forego a lot of the amenities Niceties, that you yeah. get at restaurants, right? Yeah. So why should they be charging a service charge as opposed to, you know, baking it into the price of the food, lah? Mm. Are you? Well, what do you think of that? Like, just how does that make you feel all, when, la, I, when for, I ask you that? For the chili and the chopsticks. And all that kind of thing. But, uh. Yeah, but there's still a dishwasher, there's still a chef and But we have and, we haven't paid for in chili. The line of service, right? We've never had to pay for chili, you know. Mm, correct, correct. Right. We've never yeah. had to pay for chili. But I will also say but it's one of those things that yeah, I, I also feel yeah, you eat at the hawker center, you know you're gonna sweat. You know mm. you might be eating at a table where there might be some bird poo, but that's part of the whole thing. La. But I yeah. almost like we're almost too spoiled by what it has been, uh. And maybe we need to wake up to the reality, man. Mm, I mean, yeah, it's it's because we we talk about hawker center generally. If you think about it in the larger scheme around the world, it falls into the street food culture like, yeah, right, of yeah, a country. Right. Um, but but the fact that uh, Singapore, you know, in in the, what the fifty years or so that we've been around, the the progress is it has everything has moved so fast where. Where we are, we are, we have literally Michelin star hawker stores and Michelin star restaurants in the same in the same vicinity, like, Right, mm. and uh, that's where the the divide is, like, Where how do you really uh, account for that difference in the if the food tastes are both say so called like approved by Michelin, right? Then what mm. else defines that experience that you pay such a premium for, like, Right, um, and that's where yeah, like, it gets it gets a bit more. I mean, even for business owners, I'm sure they, they look next door and then they see someone else charging so much money plus service charge and everything for, for essentially why it's also Michelin star food and all that, right? Yeah. And then it makes you ask like, it makes you ask yourself as a business person like, why am I, you know, uh, not able to charge the same prices or charge the same rates for, for the things that even when I'm offering something that's almost as, as, uh, as satisfying like, in terms of taste, like, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's a very tricky thing that yeah, it's 
I think it's all part of the you know the inequality and then and the fact that yeah like like uh, we dis- we discuss a lot of times like when you got a lot of rich people moving to your country and 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 driving prices up and all like um everyone starts questioning hey am I earning enough to survive in this country like right mm mm I think I think yeah. what you said is is a is an interesting way to look at it that hawker center category wise it falls or pricing wise it falls into street food so it's almost like other countries you have street food you eat on the street. Mm. Singapore, yeah. you buy street food. We got chairs and fan mm. and a restroom for you. It might not be the best, yeah. but you get that, lah. You get that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm maybe you, it's the a... hawker bubble is bursting. The hawker bubble is bursting. Yeah, it's literally like it is literally. Uh, you know, we're having the next generation is it's harder and harder to find people who want to do work at a hawker center or work in the F and B business. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it is a real issue, lah. And and this is just a. A symptom of that whole issue, like, I think. Yeah, man. I guess that's what maybe it's a bit jarring for people, like, huh? Hawker Center got GST. What the fuck? But yeah. it's like any new product that you put out now, whether it costs one dollar, five dollars, whatever, there is GST. There, wait, actually, that's not a fair statement. Um, but yeah, maybe the whole GST thing associated with hawker is a bit is jarring, like, jarring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, la, the the things that we expect from the hawker experience, like you know, a decently uh clean toilet. Uh, you mm. know, like hygiene practices and, and all these things, and but, and clean tables, clean seats. It, it's all, it's all part of the, the the service experience you get at a hawker center now, so that right. But you know, even though you might not get your Hong Kong noodles from there, would you say that they are wrong to do this? Um, no lah, they're not. They're never wrong lah. It's it's a, it's the choice you make as a business or so that right. Yeah. Maybe I mean I'm not that I'm not the exact target market either. Because uh, I don't eat at Zizha restaurants that uh, Zizha places that often, right? Yeah. You know, so maybe I, I, I'm just speaking theoretically from my perspective. But there are, maybe there are people who would, would feel very angry or fe- offended by this, by this, uh, uh, by this price hike, la, based on service charge and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing the there is the people. Um, I mean, like hawker centers also exist for a reason, right? To provide low cost mm. food, um, for so that. Like as many people can get a meal as possible, uh. Yeah. So yeah. this one, if it impacts the price, that's where it gets a little dicey, uh. Yeah. But I mean, this is just the first of many. Maybe they might revoke it in a few months. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but uh, but the fact that the uh, yeah this is this is the fact that this is happening. I think it's uh, important. Uh, it's just important it's for people to, shed to, moment, to, uh. to note lah. Yeah. It's a watershed moment. Don't be surprised if it happens more. Years like, yeah. down the road, we will look back on 1st August and think that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Beginning right. of the end. But cool, yes. Cool, man. Yeah. It's been a while, so uh, we actually can talk about a little bit about one shop comments that have come in yes. on, the, on our social medias. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you have one in front of you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, like I mentioned, there's just the the comment on the the Rishi episode that we recorded mm. is that someone did did just say that uh you know there were comments like Ter- Terence's voice is a bit scratchy in this podcast. Are you okay, Terence? Yes, I'm okay. Uh, but uh, Jungle Jimbo then said both Harish and Terence really sounded less than hundred percent healthy. Thanks for your de- dedication, guys. With regards to the Yalbat podcast, but please take care of your health also. Mm. And uh, Mark W. Jacob said, Terrence sounds like someone in witness protection having his voice dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, tough man, tough man. It was a it was a tough podcast to 
to to push through. But we we did, and then that's the commitment we have to this podcast, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you like if you carry on listening for years, you're probably gonna hear us change our voices, change our faces, <laughs> change our looks. But yeah, uh, hopefully you guys will be there to see it and hear it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, how about you? What's your one show comment? Uh, my one show comment was something from Jungle Jimbo, long-time Redditor and ardent supporter, Jungle Jimbo 88. Um, he posted a comment on the poll about, you know, mm. people enjoying re-uploads of older episodes. And in his comment, he actually had some very good suggestions about like a uh, low-hanging fruit to kind of optimize mm. or improve the the reach of our podcast. So for one example, is it since we are uploading, you know, like audio only uh, versions of the podcast on YouTube, because it's still the second biggest search engine, people still consume content yeah. through YouTube. Uh, they have an auto transcribe function where it automatically puts in timestamps and shit like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's a good fucking point, man. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, even though the auto transcript feature is not perfect, it's still... It still helps with the searchability and all that. So, so shout out to the suggestions, man. We will yeah. look into it, Jungle Jimbo 88. Yeah. Cool. That's and yeah, true. anytime if anyone has any suggestions on how we can do what we do better or any other low-hanging fruit, just shout out, man. Just shout out. Mm, that's right. Cool, man. Cool, cool. And, uh, oh, uh, if I could just make one small thing about a general wave of comments that came in. I think, yeah, on mm. our Yellabut podcast, uh, Instagram, and on Reddit, there were a lot of messages just... Wishing Terence and I well uh, and hoping we get well soon, which I have always been skeptical about. But when I read it, I was touched, man. Last time, whenever yeah, people yeah, say, yeah. Oh, you know, thanks for the love, you know, I'm like, Fuck you all, okay? You're just saying yeah. that to appease your fans. But when I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, made me feel warm inside, man. No, yeah, yeah. I, I also got some DMs about, about yeah. that as well. Uh. I think, um, yeah, it's because, you know, people are so familiar with our voices where <laughs> in your ears. Like every other every other week, uh, every other day, if not if not uh, at least once a week, like, Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so it's like yeah, like, you know, if 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 our voices changes a little bit, I think people also can can notice it and maybe it makes them feel uncomfortable. Like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, to send those messages, thanks to everyone who did, man. Yeah. Cool. All right, and then the one short thing for the week. Um, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes, uh, yes. I mean, my one short thing is uh, I finally gotten around to just, um, you know, plugging through Better Call Saul. Because mm. uh, I plugging tried some time ago. Uh, oh, yeah, chugging through, uh, chugging through, yeah, chugging through. Uh. Uh, I don't know why I like to use plug, but but yeah, chugging through Better Call Saul. Mm. Uh, if you all don't know, it's the, it's the spin-off series from Breaking Bad that started in 2015 and um, it's in its final season now. I think final six episodes are finally uh, are going to put it to bed after seven years. But mm. the just the amazing thing is that the character played by Bob Odenkirk, like the star of the show, Saul Goodman, the character has been around on TV since 2009, man. Oh, so really? If you think about it, it's like 13 years of, of this guy, of this guy playing this character on TV already. Like, and it's all finally coming to an end. Um, so yeah, I, I think just, I, and, uh, yeah, the later seasons are a lot better than the, the first season that, that I must say. Mm. So, so I'm just having a lot more, uh, fun and interest in as, as the countdown to, to the end of the series is going on. La. I see. Yeah. How would You've you not watched it before, right? No, I haven't, I haven't finished Breaking Bad, dude. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. This is one you need to finish. Huh? But how how but yeah. would it compare to the others? Because I've heard some people say they prefer Better Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad. Uh oh, I, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think Better Call Saul it mixes uh, legal courtroom drama with the criminal, the criminal stuff that goes on. Uh, you know, below under the underbelly of of uh, Albuquerque, you know, New Mexico. Mm. Whereas Breaking Bad was really about like uh, you know, Walter White navigating the whole. Criminal criminal network system lah. I see. Whereas I see, uh, see. the 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 better call Saul has the aspect of the uh, of legal drama with the underbelly of the criminal system uh, attached to it as well lah. So I so see. in some ways, it it might not. You, it's not as uh, full cohesive a story like Breaking Bad was over like the course of several seasons, right? Mm. Uh, whereas better call Saul feels like it's a it's a few different story threads going on. And you know what happens to the characters at the end of everything, uh, in terms of when they start going down the Breaking Bad thread as well. Mm. So it's a it's a very different um, it's different type of show lah. But if you like legal dramas, I think Better Call Saul is not bad. It's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, I see. Wow, cool, cool. Yeah, how about cool, what's cool, your one cool. shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is this uh, website that I came across recently called the Players Tribune. Have you heard of it? Yes, yes, I have. Um. Also, oh, you you have you have you have consumed content there and whatnot. Yes, yes, I have. I have. Yeah. So, so I mean, I I at first, what caught my eye was this article about the for the the footballer called Adriano la, who was a Brazilian mm. uh phenomenon when he burst onto the stage. I think eighteen nineteen, he was really playing for the national team, and mm. the story was about where he went after. The first few years of stellar performances, because uh, he got injured and all, and it was his mm. story, uh, written by him. I don't know whether it was with help from an editor and all, but it felt like not an article. It really felt like a story from him. It was very personal. And then I click on the rest of the website. I'm like, oh shit! This whole website it's about hearing stories directly from um athletes, la. Um, yeah. and it's long form stories. It's not a tweet. It's not a video. And it's very well written, and you get some big ass stars there. And then I found out that it's founded by this ex baseball player called Derek Jeter, uh, some Australian. Derek Jeter, Jeter. Or oh, Derek Jeter, who yeah, was yeah. like a like a baseball legend also lah. Mm. And the whole premise is to tell stories directly from athletes. And I was like, oh fuck, this is pretty cool because you have athletes from football, from uh, uh, American football, from tennis, from basketball, and I just thought it was a brilliant idea lah. And I really enjoyed the article by Adriano. So yeah, I'm gonna mm. explore the the rest, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. That's where I've heard about it. Yeah. It's just talking about um, sports from the athlete's perspective, lah. Yeah, yeah, from exactly. the athlete's perspective. Yeah. And not so not not only sports. It's about their own life as well. Mm. Um, mm. and and I think the quote on their about us page from Derek uh, Jeter, Jeter or Jeter, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter, Jeter. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not a robot. Neither are other athletes who at times might seem unapproachable. We all have emotions. We all have a story to tell. But it's not, yeah, because now stories, you know, you see through Instagram and all that fucking show. But this one, yeah, I just thought it's it's cool, man. Yeah, and it's yeah. A, quite a big big company that's growing pretty fast, man. Yeah, I've, so, I've yeah. read quite a few of their stories before. Yeah, yeah, it's cool shit. Cool, cool. shit, man. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, good to be back, man. Yeah, um, let's hope for. Let's hope for more big news stories this week that we can talk about. Yeah, exactly. And good voices for the rest of the year. Yeah. All right. Talk to you all soon, man.